joining us. As you know, the Center for Women in Leadership has been studying the confidence code. Our book study groups have been learning so much about how to walk and communicate in confidence. Well, today we have with us Danica Sanders, who has been doing just that, walking and communicating in confidence. She'll be sharing with us ways to alleviate the barriers that may impede our ability to both walk and to communicate in confidence. Welcome, Damika. It is great having you with us. Please share with the audience who Damika Sanders is, and then talk to us about possible barriers that women in leadership are likely to face when trying to walk and communicate in confidence. Thank you all for having me this morning. Um, if you ask me who Damika is, huh, I'm a lot of things, and I actually jotted some notes down just because I, I think I describe myself more in nouns. So, of course, to begin with, I have a strong belief in God. So I'm a Christian. Um, I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a wife. Um, I'm learning to love life um, through just some rough processes that are some rough things that happened to me during this past year um, with the loss of my mother. So I'm learning to love life and to relove life, if that makes any sense. Um, just reloving it in a different way. And I know relove is not a word, but it's a word that I like. So I'm learning how to love again and learning how to live life in a different way again. Um, and most importantly, I feel that Damika is also a person who likes to work with other women and empower women in becoming leaders. I don't think that I should hold all of the knowledge. I don't have a whole lot of knowledge, but the, the knowledge that I do have, um, I feel that I should impart it on other women as they begin their leadership journey. So that would describe Damika. And I would say you do have a lot of knowledge. <laughs> you have a whole lot more than you think. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I guess I do. I do. And I guess that's one of the first barriers um, when you talk about barriers to walking and communicating in confidence that sometimes uh, women do not feel that they know as much as they know that they know. <laughs> um, so that is, of course, one of the biggest barriers. And again, fear. I think that we don't walk and communicate in confidence because of fear, um, just the fear of the unknown the fear that others may think that you act or or act like you know more than you do know. Um, so I believe that those are the biggest, those two things are the biggest barriers to why women uh, do not walk or communicate in confidence. And it's, it's true. It's, it's uh, and in all areas, not just educational leadership. I just wanted to share a quick story. Um, we were at a fundraiser event and the candidate that was speaking is female, uh, female color. And, um, you know, we really want to support her. And uh, but one of the things that I did notice was that in her speech, she was um, apologizing right for things. And as, as that's why these book studies are so have been so powerful, because we're able to pick up on these nuances, right? That's like, but girl, you don't need to be apologizing. You deserve to be there. You are running for a very important political position. And you stand there in your confidence because you deserve to be there. But yes, those are those that fear, right? That that fear, that doubt really does sh show up in so many ways. And that was one way that I picked up, like just apologizing for saying certain things. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, my husband has was also running for a, um, a position and I never heard him apologize. I'm thinking, woman, you do not apologize. You stand there and you say your speech in confidence. And so thank you for sharing that, because I think it does come from fear sometimes as well. You know, as 
I used to be a superintendent. Um, I was a superintendent for almost six years. And I think that's one of the biggest things. I think I had to learn to do things and I had to learn to act boldly. And I had to remember who I was there for. It wasn't board members. It wasn't the adults. It was for the students. And as long as I remembered that, I, w- I didn't really care about all that other outside foolishness that can bring you down. So I think really a lot of this walking and communicating in confidence, it really was honed at that time because I had to learn to just just do to just do it. Like Nike said, just do it. Um, And as long as it was for children and for the good of children, I couldn't worry about really adults. And I would tell my, 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 you know, my staff that if you're not here for the children, it's time for you to go somewhere else. You can't be here. So we have to be here for the children and all the other adult stuff that's going to come with the job anyway. We'll deal with that, but we have to be here for the children. So again, I think my skills were really honed. I'm sure they were honed a little bit earlier um, because I've always had a smart mouth. Um, and so that always got me in trouble. But my mother used to always tell me, one of these days you're going to be something great because your mouth is going to get you there. So I think she kind of helped hone that as well. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. I tell you, Namika, you touched on the right nuggets there. Fair. Fear of criticism. And that's something as women we need to get over because it's going to happen anyway. And we just have to grow that thick skin and keep pushing through, which is what I'm hearing from you. That, And you stay focused with the goal in mind, kids, student achievement, school improvement. So with women in leadership, you're talking to them right now. And if they were to ask you, what does walking in confidence look like? For women in leadership, what does it look like? What does it really mean? What would you tell them? Uh, Again, I I think it goes back to a belief. So sometimes when, and I'm trying not to overgeneralize, but I'm going to say it. Sometimes women, when we're in leadership positions, we sometimes feel that we have to be out front. We We have to be really loud. We feel like we have to do certain things. And I believe that when you're walking in that confidence, it's a belief that you can succeed certain things, but your actions are going to show it. You don't always have to be that loud in your face kind of person. People will look at your actions and they will see the things that you do in your actions. If you're walking what you're speaking and you're speaking what you're walking, people will be able to see that and they'll be able to follow you. Um, So I think just one of the biggest things is just a belief that you can do it. It's a belief that you can and then your actions will follow. And through your actions, it will show your performance and that's how you walk in confidence. No, when you're talking about that, I was envisioning, well, one, the last chapter of the confidence code that we just talked about, right, Um, and it really talked about, like, we don't have to have necessarily all the, quote, unquote, masculine traits of being confident, where you have to come in, you know, aggressively, and you have to be loud and strong, Um, but one thing that you were, when you were talking, I was envisioning how we walk into a room. Right. When we walk into a room, how are we walking into that space? Are we walking into um, a, that space, you know, with our head held high, with our shoulders, you know, with our chest nice and open? Uh, because that also demonstrates a lot of uh, how we might be feeling inside. And even though we might be scared and we might feel a little bit of um, 
um, we might be doubting if we belong in that space. Walking in that confidence really does look like walk. How do we walk into our spaces, right? And how what does that look like walking into our confidence in in those spaces with confidence? And you said something about um, what? What did you say? You said walk as you speak or act as you speak and speak as you act. Is mm-hmm. that what you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so. When you talk about communication, what does communicating and confidence look like then for women in leadership? So you talked about how how that belief system really should help, you know, th- that should lead your actions. And so that's one thing. But when you have to communicate, right, like the story I just shared earlier about communicating your message, but you want people to support you. How do you do that? What does that look like? Being honest. We all talk about crucial conversations. Um, in our last book study chat that we had, we're, we're in chapter seven. We talked about sometimes having to pull on other females' coattails um, when we see them doing wrong. Sometimes we have a hard time, especially when it's other women in leadership. We have a hard time telling them and being honest with them when we sometimes might need to pull a girl over and say, hey, sister, this is what you got going on. And we're not going to get there by the way that you're doing it. Speaking up in those quiet moments have been really it's been one that I've had to learn. I'm naturally an observer. I will sit back and I will watch. But if something is getting to me, I'm not going to sit there. I'm going to speak up in those quiet moments and I'm going to be heard. So honest, crucial conversations, um, speaking up in the quiet moments. And again, it's like you said, it's sort of you can it's sort of what we call that swag. You can tell when a person kind of has that swag about them um, that they are walking and communicating and confidence. You can just kind of see it. And not in an arrogant way, because there's a difference, right? right? There's, right. An, there's yes. a difference of walking with arrogance and walking with confidence. Yes. And, it, and, and I think we need to be, be real careful about that as well. You're right. Because sometimes if you're not careful, people can take that, like you said earlier, um, they can take that as she thinks she's all that. You know, how many times have we looked at somebody and said, well, she thinks she's all that. And um, so that can you do have to kind of tender yourself um, to walk in swag, but not arrogance, like you said. Yes. And, you know, Demika, a lot of women have a lot of problems with knowing and this is what I've heard from them on interviews. It's like, if I speak too confidently, they're going to think I'm coming off arrogantly or, but if I don't, I'm likely not to be selected. And it's like, sometimes it's such a struggle to, to keep that balance. Have you ever had that problem? Yes. Um, Yes. Um, Because like I said, my mother always said I had a very strong, smart mouth. And so I've had to learn how to be more tactful in my speech. Um, I've had to learn to be forceful, but in that, like I said, that quiet manner. So in interviewing, when I go into an interview, that is how I try to make sure I'm, I'm speaking with confidence. But again, it's a fine line. So it's something that I also believe you have to kind of develop over time. Um, and I'm not quite sure when I developed that over time. I was a special, I've been a special ed coordinator. So people said that because of my special ed background, I have a way of working and speaking with anyone. So um, I think that's 
I think it's just my leadership journey that has helped me get to that point um, where I'm able to do that. But it is hard and you have to be very careful when you're interview. It's the smiling, the making sure that you're making the eye contact. It's, the, it's again, all of that things that make us us. Uh, we kind of have to bring into uh, our interviewing when we're doing those interviews. Oh, I yeah, love that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, isn't that a great tip? Yeah, I was, you know, that what that reminds me is just going back to our authenticity on who we are. We don't want to come in and pretend to be someone we're not, um, but let's not be afraid to let our true um, person come out, right, and, uh, and and let them see the real us. Uh, but we do that with, with grace, and we do it with confidence, we do it with with, um, with tact, and mm-hmm. we're just very, we're very mindful of the spaces that we walk into and how we enter those spaces and how we communicate. That's the key, walking and communicating in confidence with tact and grace, with tact and grace. That's our takeaway. So as everyone in leadership knows, surviving in this field as a female in face of so many stereotypes and confirmation biases can be so daunting, you know, that you know, when women speak up, we're called a lot of times the B word, but when men speak up, they're just wonderful and strong. So this is why we maintain national book studies to learn how to continue walking and communicating in confidence, in grace and tact, no matter what's thrown at us. As you know, our next national book study, which is going to start in August, is going to be on the book She Leads. So this is Women in Leadership guiding women in leadership. So Danica, so Danica, in addition to this resource, what resources would you suggest for females who wish to strengthen their resolve to walk and communicate in confidence with grace and tact? In addition to books, I do a lot of uh, podcasting. I read a lot of blogs. Um, so I would suggest finding those podcasts or blogs, having your sister, your sister circles um, could be also a great resource. Those people in leadership that you can go to and talk to and be your authentic self and they will help you guide yourself. I think we also we always need a good sister circle that we can do that uh, with. And again, by definitely um, participating in this book study. I've really enjoyed participating in the, the Confidence Code book study. Um, I have a daughter, and so I'm using some of those things that I'm learning in that book study with her because I want her to be able to walk in her true self as well. So I would just say those are some of the resources I would suggest. That's that wonderful, isn't it, Jessica? Yes, and Demika, how old is your daughter? My daughter just turned 16. Oh, okay, because they do have a book with Confidence Code for Girls. Um, it might be a little um, younger for than for her, but it could be a good resource to take to take a look at. It's really for like those pre those thirteen, fourteen year olds, um, and and you know all the things that come with being a girl in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's there's another resource for you. And yeah, thank you so much, Danica, for sharing sharing your your much 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 knowledge the <laughs> you do have lots of knowledge to share and yes, uh, yes and what it means and what it looks like to walk and communicate in confidence because mm-hmm. we often sometimes we forget about that and what that looks like and when you said um you know we need to speak up and help a sister out i think that's an area for me that i just 
I need to do more of and, and have those crucial conversations and not just think it, but actually pull that sister aside and say, I'm, I'm doing this because I love you and I want you to succeed.